Welcome to Being Mrs. S, Forever Newlywed, a podcast for the self-assured woman. I'll be talking about my life as a married woman. There will be some tea, plenty of shade, my views about world events, and sometimes me just plain devil's advocate. So, let's get into it. Hello, my smoonards. How are you guys doing? We're heading into the home stretch of 2020. And uh, it's been bananas, but hopefully we're all going to make it through to the other side and things are going to get a lot better now that there's talk of a vaccine. Um, Speaking about vaccines... Uh, feel free to send me a voice note if you intend to be in line to uh, get one of those vaccines. Um, you know who who's who trusts it and who who doesn't. Um, yeah, so let's get into the topic of today. So last night, um, while Bravo was giving us one of the I would say best episodes of uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta. They were also giving us just the the the, <laughs> the biggest nuisance um, on Real Housewives of Potomac, and I'm going to get into it as we go on. So, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Uh, premiered, what is this, the 13th season? I, I don't know. Um, and uh, which, wow, I think ta- they do their tapings like really closer than any of the other seasons because like we're already watching things that happened this year when I know Potomac was out for like a whole year or something like that, their, their tapings or whatever. So anyway, it was very refreshing. Uh, one thing, there wasn't um, like an opening scene for Real Housewives of Atlanta, so we didn't hear any of their taglines. Um, they didn't show the new person who had joined. She was in the first episode, so I still don't know who she is. But one person I was very, very impressed with, um, which for for if you've been listening to my podcast no love for her because of her her horrible attitude um and her her consistent feeling that using her fists is always the better option but i'm very proud of her and i was very impressed with her and that's Portia from real housewives of atlanta there's one thing I like to see in these shows is the growth that the women make over you know each season um, where they, 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 they become aware of who they are and they, they learn. And when we first saw Portia, whose pedigree from human rights, um, activists and things like that, um, she was talking about a train going underground (laughs) and you would think that as an adult, knowing 
you know, the family and her background and things like that, she would actually have just a little bit of knowledge about her heritage and things like that. And she didn't just, her ignorance was just alarming. Um, and when I saw this episode and everything that she was doing, I was just so immensely proud of her. I was, I was proud because there wasn't any, Hey, I'm Portia and I'm making excuses for my ignorance. She owned up to her ignorance. She was like, look, I've made some very ignorant remarks and things that I wasn't aware of, but, and you know, one thing I've noticed, I think a lot of these women, the minute they have kids, all of a sudden they, they feel the need to become more responsible. I don't know why it takes that for that to happen, but I don't care. I'm just happy that it has happened and just, you know, I don't mind seeing her in the show anymore. I, I absolutely welcome seeing her. And I think another thing that just made it so good for me was there was no Nini links. And I know that with Nini not being there, we have a chance to see Portia behave a little more like a, a reasonable human being. But I was very, very impressed with her. And kudos. That's me clapping for you, Portia. Kudos to you. Can't wait to see um, what more you have to do in the season. Of course, I love me some Cynthia Bailey. She looked amazing. Uh, Kenya, oh my God, I just wanted to reach through the the, the, compu- the, the computer, the TV screen, and just give her like, like a really, really tight hug. I just hate that she's going through this, especially someone who's wanting to be married and wanting to have kids. I know, I know. I know what, what this can do to a person. I've heard to be going through this with Mark. It's hard, it's sad, but you know what? Kenya has always been a a fighter. She's a survivor. She's just, she has a good head on her shoulders. And I believe that she's going to come out of this really, really well. And of course she has a good friend in Cynthia um, and um, Candy. So I I think I'm happy that she has them in her corner. And of course, Brandon, I heard his voice. She has some good friends. Her family is around her, but I just hope everything works out. I hope she gets what she really, really wants, but I just really want to give her a hug. Um, Candy is, is, is expanding her empire. I loved getting to see her entire family, you know, her kids, they're all adorable. And, um, the one person I didn't care to see was Marlo. Um, but I, I don't know, you know, I don't know why they keep putting her on the show, but hopefully, you know, I, I don't know. So I'm just not going to speak to her. Just, I'm, I'm still waiting for her to honestly, honestly look at Kenya and say, you know what? I said the most vile things to you and you're probably not the only person I've said vile things to because since she's been on the show, her attacks have just been just really, really below the the knees, <laughs> just below the belt below. It's just been gutter from her. And, uh, and I don't know that she's actually outright apologized for some of the utterances that she's made. And I don't know why she keeps, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I think, when it comes to TV and ratings, people just, these networks get to, they do whatever they do to get, I don't know, but I was really impressed with the opening for this season. Um, and it would be interesting to watch it all play out because it's right smack dab in the middle of the pandemic. And you see what all different people are doing to just make it through 
what this year has been. So kudos to the first episode of the new season of Real Housewives of Atlanta. I was really happy to see all that. Now, let's go straight into Real Housewives of Potomac's mess. That mess was ridiculous. Now, um, it, it all centered about the end of year party that Robin and uh, Juan, they host for their close family friends, family and friends. And um, Juan was supposed to be proposing to her at the event. And they, the, this is my least favorite couple in the entire franchise of Real Housewives, um, the Michael Darby and Ashley. And the whole thing was around this Darby guy. And he's so slimy. He's like a, just a, a vile human being. And, you know, oh, but they have such a beautiful child. Dean is so adorable. He's so adorable. It's ridiculous. But, um, you know, we saw them taking their little cute photos, family photos and things like that. And then they're talking. Um, and here's Ashley telling him about Juan proposing. And this guy saying, oh, Juan's not going to propose and being all funny about it. But anyway, let's just fast forward on. Oh, Karen Hugo, congratulations on your HSN debut. Um, keep it up, lady. Just keep it up. Kudos to you. Um, but anyway, let's go into the party. And um, this guy is just disgusting. I mean, I, I don't know what else to call him. And they're at the party, and he says he's not going to drink. But he right off the bat starts drinking after, of course, he's making everybody feel uncomfortable, making Giselle think that one is not going to propose. And, of course, one, one proposed in a very beautiful way, actually. And then here he goes saying, congratulations, and now uh, let's drink. After he told Ashley he wasn't going to drink. And Ashley, too, I don't think she was supposed to be drinking. But they both got liquored up. They drank ridiculously. Ashley was lit. He was lit. He was so horrible that um, I guess Candace, they weren't expecting Karen to show up, which she eventually did. And Candace decided to confront Karen about the whole wig shift party and different things like that. And she was getting really emotional and loud. And this guy goes over to uh, Chris, Candace's husband, telling him to control his wife. How disrespectful. Who are you? Who are you? And you did not expect him to stick up for his wife. And it wasn't like he, they got into anything. He just, you, first of all, Michael was, pretty much rubbing up against this guy, this Chris. And Chris turned around and said, you know, move away. And then this guy went off. You know, he's screaming, he touched me. This guy touched me. And, and acting a proper fool the entire time. I've never seen anything like that. Like, he was disgusting. And uh, if he was making such a fuss about the whole thing, to, uh, Juan even probably put more hands on him than Chris when you put everything together. All Chris did was like, don't talk talk about my wife, back off. And he's like, you touch me, you touch me, I'm going to see you, I'm going to see you, and all this nonsense. I guess he wanted his own 
day in you know his own opportunity to to accuse somebody of doing something that he hasn't owned, owned up to doing and he's constantly doing and there's video footage to prove this oh my god he's such a nuisance he's such a slime ball and here's his wife saying you're embarrassing me He's even like, she's trying to calm him down. He's pulling, you know, pushing her away and saying, don't talk to me like that. There's a lot of craziness, but but here's, here's the tip of the iceberg because it's, we know now, obviously, because that was, this whole thing was taped over a year ago. We know now, obviously that Ashley is still with him to the, to the tune of a second pregnancy. But when they finished filming that party, you know, when they showed the, you know, that the, the credits or, or for the last episode, they, they talk about what each person is doing. The very next day, they went for a vacation in Bahamas. This guy was supposed to have been embarrassing her. This is why I keep saying that there, these two people, you can say that they're real, but I think they're real actors. I think that they're, they're they come up with a storyline and they don't care how they look. What they're interested in is keeping their story out there, keeping some kind of buzz going so that they can remain on the show and they don't care how they end up looking. And it's really disgusting. I, I, to me, really, yeah, she can have a storyline or whatever, but I don't think we should follow it because what is the point in going to... Ashley and saying your husband is cheating on you or he's having an affair with a man or he's having an affair with a woman or he cheated on you with this other and why what is the purpose in bringing that to her attention when she's fully aware of what her husband is capable of doing because she's been involved in that with him before so you know her standing there saying you know you're embarrassing me and all that I, I don't even know what it is about I just feel like he's just slimy. He's really slimy. But um, it was a contrast. The two shows, The uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta and Real Housewives of Potomac. But um, I'm very interested in in seeing what the reunion is going to be um, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, It's just it's it's crazy it's crazy Woo. so anyway that is the um i i don't know if 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 you watched it what was your take what do you do you have the same feeling i have about this man michael darby do you even think i to me it's like He's supposed to be this very, very wealthy businessman. And to be a very wealthy businessman and not feel like he's messing up his 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 persona or whatever. Like people are watching the show and seeing how can you take him seriously if you're in the boardroom with him and trying to make business decisions and you saw him on the show the week before in his underwear. How, how do you take him seriously? Like, how is that even possible? (laughs) So 
I don't know. I don't know. I just think, you know, these are the things that make me, you know, wander and uh, takes me to my next topic. Um, There's a lady on the, on, on, um, my, uh, Facebook who is, well, she's a, she says she's a life coach and, uh, she put up a post about a, no, is she a life I don't know what she is, um, relationship specialist or something. And she put up a post about one of her clients who is in a relatively new, but amazing relationship. She said that, um, that the, her client said to her that she can be too stubborn, rigid, and set in her ways, and that she's afraid that it will affect her relationship. And the relationship coach, I think that's what she said she is, uh, says she's worked with this woman for four months, and she knows her to be one of the most beautiful souls that she's ever worked with. Um, she knows that she's worked so hard this year to nurture her employees and bring them through a tough year with COVID while delivering a long story short, she goes into saying that this lady is one of the rarest Myers-Briggs personality types. She's an INTJ and she's a deep thinker, blah, de blah, what, what, what. And essentially what she was trying to say is that, that the lady isn't rigid. It's because she belongs to this personality group and, um, it's a rare group of people who fall into this this category and they find it more difficult finding partners because of how complex they are. And uh, her advice to the lady was that she shouldn't care what other people think about her and this and the other. And I said... <laughs> I, I said, you know, I she brought other things that, you know, I saw a little sense in, for, but for the most part, I said, I happen to disagree to some extent. I believe that in her recognizing that she can be rigid and set in her ways, she is well on her way to self-actualization and self-awareness. Um, I also believe that it is important to respect what a potential love interest or a current significant other thinks about you, especially when it marries with your perception of yourself that perception is also their reality. In knowing herself, she's then able to articulate the motivation behind her actions and so on. And then this lady begins to, she responds to me saying that there's a difference between rigid and being told you're rigid and believe in it. Okay. How can somebody else tell you who you are? Is that even a possibility? Someone else can tell you what they perceive, they perceive you to be. And Again, perception is reality for the person who's looking at you. you. Why does this person see you that way? What is it in your actions that causes them to look at you or to view you in this light? But this is not what the lady told her. The lady said, says she is rigid. She recognizes that in herself. Whether someone else told it to her or not, the fact is that she recognizes this as her personality trait. It might not be a bad thing. Maybe this personality is her strength, is what makes her who she is. To me, I think the big thing there was her recognizing that this is who she is. And I love that. I think that you can be a complicated person. You're the sort of person who likes things. You, you, you value competence. You like to see competence in people. You like to see competence in, competence in, in things, in the way things that are done. 
And for you to expect that almost perfection in everybody else, that's who you are. The fact of the matter is that you recognize it. If you recognize it, then you can also figure out that it's almost impossible that anyone can meet your standards. Okay. And then that way it's easy for you to explain who you are, type of person you are, what you want, what you're able to give, what, you know, this is what I was saying. I think it's a big mistake for anyone to tell anybody that they shouldn't um, pay attention to what their significant other, uh, how their significant other views them or a person that they're interested in, how that person views them. I think that's a very big mistake. And I think it's really wrong for anyone to advise anyone in that manner. You, <laughs> you have to respect how someone views you. You have to respect someone's understanding of who you are. And if someone tells you, oh, this is what I think you are, or this is how, how I see you, and you think it's wrong, or you think that somebody shouldn't see you in that light, you know who you are, and you should be, you know, capable of explaining to a person of, um, certain things, I'm this way because of these these actions that have uh, that have happened in my life, and so on and so forth. That's how I see it. The only way you can be of any value to anybody else is by truly understanding who you are. It's by, it's by truly not just knowing and understanding who you are, respecting who you are, accepting who you are, and then from that acceptance, being able to let other people in, you know, and Except because of who you are, take you as you are or leave you. It's really that simple. So anyway, um, what do you think? Leave me a voice message, um, a voice note. If you disagree with what, what I've said, um, if you have your own, on, uh, your own view, you can leave me a voice message and I will circle back. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, please click on the support button.